Open the door and step inside to a world of practical magic, where we blend the mystical and mundane worlds of the everyday witch. Presented by Wise Woman Witchery and hosted by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. Welcome to The Witch Next Door. I'm Emily, and this week I have a very, very special guest. His name is Aaron, and he's my husband. Say hi, Aaron. Hi, Aaron. (laughs) I knew he was going to do that. So (laughs) I roped him into having this conversation with me today because we're going to talk about gift giving and the origins of gift giving. We're coming up on the holiday season here, and it's the time of year that, well, consumerism, capitalism, it's all like running rampant uh, under the guise of, you know, caring for people by giving them gifts. I don't know. Is that what you'd say, honey? Uh, yeah, sure. What, how do you feel about Christmas? Um, I mean, I think it's a good time to like gather with friends and family and celebrate the winter time together. I think that too. How do you feel about gift giving? Well, I don't like it. (laughs) You don't have to like make this G rated. Say how you really feel. (laughs) I don't really like going out and buying gifts and I don't like receiving gifts because usually uh, they take up space and you got to figure out where to put stuff. And over the years, after collecting a bunch of stuff, you just end up running out of space and you just have stuff collecting dust. Right. And there's also the feeling of obligation, right? Yeah, that's the part that I really don't like. Right. So when it gets to be about like October around here and I start getting excited because the holidays are coming, Aaron's like, oh, God. Yeah, I feel a little bit of dread. <laughs> for sure. I feel bad because Emily really enjoys the holidays and her birthday. And I'm just like, oh, what do I get her? I used to get her car parts. That didn't go over very good after a while. <laughs> I just don't know how to shop. It's true. And some people love giving gifts. Like I love giving gifts when, but I, it's like I, I see something and it makes me think of someone and I'm like, oh, I want this person to have this. And I get excited. I don't love giving gifts when it feels like, oh my God, I have to get something for someone because we're going to this family thing and this is the obligation. That doesn't feel good. No, unless you have a good gift to re-gift, then it feels good. A good gift to re-gift. Yes. Give me an example of a good gift to re-gift. A gift that's still clean, still packaged. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't look like it's been sitting around for a couple of years. That's a good re-gift. Okay. Got it. Have you ever re-gifted something? Uh, yeah, the like the white elephant type of uh, gift exchanges. Yeah, those are pretty fun, actually. They can be. Yeah, and silly. Yeah, yeah. But, they, but you don't take those serious. No, and that's kind of the lovely part. And, you know, in my life growing up, I grew up with a dad who always got me the best Santa Claus gift ever. Like, even as an adult, he would go out of his way to do this. And I may have talked about this on a different podcast. But um, it made the holidays, like, really special. And not because I expected a gift, but because I didn't exactly expect it. Yeah, but he set the bar pretty high. He did. I'm uh, sorry about that. Yeah, I'm terrible. I'm (laughs) definitely not equal to your dad at gift giving. Yes, and I see how painful it is for you. It is painful. I'm glad you can see that. I can see that. I can see that now. In the beginning of our relationship, 20-something years ago, I was like, my feelings would get really hurt. Yeah, I remember. (laughs) But 
as time has gone on, uh, I, I don't. And my relationship with gift giving has changed over the years because it doesn't, it doesn't hold what it did, I guess. Anyway, I don't know how to say that different. But the reason I bring this up is not just because of Christmas, but the holiday season in general. There's a lot of holidays happening, and there are a lot of gifts that are involved in the holidays, regardless of what you celebrate. So, it will, And what's nice is you take care of that part for everybody else. So that takes the pressure off me. Thank you. I take care. So everybody else is you? No, like the people in our... A circle, you make gifts for them oh, and yeah. stuff, or cookies or whatever. Yes. Yeah. And in recent years, I've gotten much more into, well, I think in a lot of years, I've gotten really into making gifts that are useful so that people aren't ending up with more stuff. Um, they're ending up with something they can use, hopefully. Like a, like a bar of soap. Right. Like a bar of soap or a lotion or lotion bars. Yes, lotion bars. Or what did I? Oh, I made cookbooks one year for everybody. Yeah, and those were and it was all useful for me because I put my favorite recipes in there. True, that was a nice cookbook. Yeah. So, where do you think the origins of gift giving lie? Are you asking me? I am. Uh, jeez, I don't know. I don't know. You think it's recent? Uh, I haven't put much thought into it. Yeah, well, apparently gift-giving is thought to be a common practice in prehistory, and it was used to help maintain friendly relationships. So just gift-giving in general, not specifically at the holidays, but in general, was thought to be this way that people, you know, and I'm guessing part of it was like trade, like I have this thing that you need and you have this thing I need. Bartering. Bartering, but also like I'm giving you this gift, uh... As a gesture of goodwill. Yeah, so give me a gift. <laughs> right. Just kidding. Or don't uh, don't take my lands. Don't oh, start a fight. Here's I don't a know. gift to, so I can to keep, keep my the land. Peace? I don't know. Okay. That's I'm inferring all of that part. I, just the idea of creating and maintaining friendly relations is really the part that I was referencing historically. Um. And in Neolithic times, the archaeological record suggests that gathering and feasting, as well as gift giving, were events that occurred at winter solstice, at and around winter solstice, at locations like Stonehenge. Oh. What do you think about that? Um, well, I'm gl- I hope everybody got what they needed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to think about that. Well, I mean, the idea is that it was a celebration of a new of the new year, right? As the sun is reborn with the winter solstice, there becomes this celebration of a new year dawning. Um, and you celebrate that by sharing a feast. Yes. And that was a much more innocent time, too, because somebody wasn't trying to make money off of something. It was like crafted or made and... Oh, I see innocent. I'm like, I don't know if it was that innocent, but I see what you're That's saying. That's true. As, there was a lot of war happening. But it probably was not as capitalistic. Yes. At least amongst the general population as it is now. That's how I'm visioning it. Yeah. We don't know. We weren't there, but I think your vision is probably relatively accurate. Maybe. Maybe. Anyway. 
So actually that information about Stonehenge and places like Stonehenge comes from the English Heritage website um, where they talk a little bit about gift giving and, uh, and the celebrations that occurred around the winter solstice. So also in pre-Roman times, there was a tradition of gifting at the new year, which um, we can think about again as being around winter solstice. And Druids would give mistletoe to wish good fortune to other people. Oh. Yeah. So like the idea of mistletoe actually sort of started back, back, back with the Druids who thought of it as a sacred plant. It kind of is. It kind of is a sacred plant. It's poisonous. And it's a parasite. Oh, Right? You see all those big circles of Yeah, I mistletoe. do and see it, a lot of mistletoe around here. We do have a lot of mistletoe around here. But it, like, kills trees, mm. I think. Bad mistletoe. Bad mistletoe. It's interesting, though. Oh, there's a hummingbird right outside. Did you see it? Sorry, distracted. Something shiny. <laughs> shiny with fast-beating wings. Um And then in Roman times, so just circling back to this whole gift-giving thing, in Roman times, Saturnalia was a rowdy week-long party that there were gifts often exchanged during. What was it called? Saturnalia. Mm. I might be saying that wrong. But uh, it was was basically a celebration of Saturn. Yeah, you know, I really should have done uh, some research on this subject. I didn't know we were going to go back that far in time. I thought we were going to talk about the commercialism of Christmas. Well, we are. Oh, okay. We're talking about both. Okay. So my point in, in, so my point in Kate, my intention here for anyone listening is that I wanted to just talk about what gift giving looks like today. Um, sort of what we're fed culturally, at least here in America, uh, and probably in some other cultures as well, but America is obviously what I'm familiar with. Um, but what, what we're fed around the holiday season as far as what is expected of us versus maybe where the origins of gift giving started. Mm. So that was my intention. Okay. I didn't tell Aaron that. I just was like, hey, sit down and record a podcast with me really quick. It's true. So I'm kind of learning as I go. <laughs> You're doing a great job. Good job, buddy. Thanks for doing the research. Yeah, no problem. Um, the other event or celebration that I just want to highlight here is Yule, which is something likely most of you have heard the term Yule, Yule Log, you know, the, the 12 days of Yule. Uh, and that actually has its origins, I believe, in Scandinavia. And it was also a 12-day celebration during which gifts were given. And it, it ha- also had to do with this time of year, this winter time of year, the returning of the sun, um, uh, you know, all of those pieces of the puzzle. So clearly gift-giving around the winter solstice has been around for a very long time. But we also have to think about winter solstice as what's happening communally this time of year. And in ancient times, before we had electricity and heat, and even now, people who might live alone um, or live in more rural areas who might not have access to all the things they need uh, during this time of year, it was a time where communities would often give gifts of necessity. So here's a blanket because you're cold. Let me share my food with you because you need something warm to eat. Um, And historically, there is this energy of caring for one another at this time of year. Did you know that? Um, Yeah. uh, No, I didn't. (laughs) 
So a great thing to do, and I may have talked about this. I remember doing a podcast with Veronica a couple of years ago about solstice, and uh, we might have talked a little bit about this. But a really lovely thing to do this time of year is if you have neighbors who might be elderly um, or disabled or, you know, have some type of need that maybe isn't being filled, just check on them. Stop by, say hi. Give them a blanket. Right. Or cookies. Cookies. You know, or something like soup. Yeah. Or volunteer at a soup kitchen. There you go. Giving your time and your energy and your care to others without running out and um, buying that latest perfume or some cheap gadget at CVS because you felt like you had to bring something and not show up empty-handed. It's a bad feeling when you show up empty-handed. And believe me, folks, I feel that way all the time. (laughs) Do you really? Yeah, I always show up empty-handed and it sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I try to make sure we don't show up empty-handed places. Yeah. Well, I mean, I depend on you for that. Oh, okay. Well, that's good to know. I see that is a role. Yeah, I, I guess hold. we haven't really talked about that. We yet. haven't, but I'm glad to. I'm I'm glad to know that that's yeah. that's something you're depending on me for. Some information is unfolding here. <laughs> Welcome to our marriage. <laughs> this ha- this is how we discuss big topics. They just show up, and we're like, oh, I guess we haven't talked about yeah. that. Maybe we should. Uh, oh well. Yeah, figure and, it out. and years and years can go by before these topics come up. It's true. It's true. So what's your favorite gift you've ever received? Do you have a favorite that stands out to you over the years or one of your favorites? Um, probably that flannel you just got me last week on. Uh... That... <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Are you being serious right now? <laughs> I'm trying to think quickly. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to go through my Rolodex of memories and gifts. I can't pull up anything quickly. No. Nothing. I'm I'm kind of a little bit blank here. Do you, what's your favorite gift that I've ever gotten? Uh, oh, that you've ever gotten? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I used to try to really surprise you. I think you, you uh, used to really surprise me. Yes. I know. I think that one year that I got you that bicycle um, uh, statue thing. What's it called? That goes on the fender. That was that guy. Oh, he had an ornament. A fender, ornament. Fender, a fender ornament. ornament. Yeah. And you were like, what? When you opened yeah, it. I was surprised. That was exciting. Um, that yeah. was a fun gift. That's That got sold when I sold the bus. Yeah. Well, you know, mm. come and go. Yeah. Come and go. It was a nice gift that day, though. Right. Well, and that's one thing about gifts, too, is they serve a purpose, and there's, then maybe they go serve a purpose for someone else. There's an element of surprise. Yes. I think some of my favorite gifts to give, as I mentioned, are useful gifts. And this time of year, really trying to find things along the theme of the light and the dark and how do you play with that and the winter. So things like making candles or gifting candles um, or even lights like fairy lights are kind of fun. You can make really neat, take bottles and put lights in them and and turn that into a type of ornament um, or lamp people can use. And things like soups or recipes that you can share that are really nourishing. I think about the winter as being a time for nourishment. And so not just giving beautiful plates of cookies, which are delicious, but also um, my, my relationship with sugar is kind of intense. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I get a little like wacky when I eat sugar and then I crash really hard. 
And sometimes that plate of cookies that was intended for the neighbors ends up being our plate of cookies. True story. That's happened. And chocolates. Remember that year we ate the neighbor's chocolate yeah. before I gave it to them? <laughs> that was good. Sorry, was, Dave, if you're listening. Yeah, sorry, Dave. <laughs> the truth comes out. The truth you never knew. <laughs> Dave's a good guy. He is. He's a very good guy. Um, And he'd probably understand. Who knows how many chocolates he's eaten. Yeah. That'd be cool if Dave listens to this. <laughs> that would be cool and weird, but I don't think he does. Well. Anyway, if you're listening I'll tell him and, about and it. you know our neighbor, Dave, you, yeah. can, you can pass it If on. you see Dave, tell him hi. <laughs> tell him we said hi and we're sorry about that we ate his chocolates three years ago. Um, <laughs> or four years ago. <laughs> but I think that those gifts are really the sort of the pinnacle of this time of year. And and granted, I think that changes when you have kids. You know, gifts for kiddos is totally different because they they are so enraptured by the magic of the season. Um, whatever they're celebrating, usually there is a magical element to it. And uh, you know, they're they're excited about receiving something from a magical creature. Maybe Santa. No, Santa. Santa. Did you believe in Santa? I did. And then right when I quit believing, my dad found a satellite in the sky Christmas Eve. And he's all, there's Santa up there. And I was like, what? I was done believing in Santa. And then I had to believe in him for a couple more days. Because that (laughs) satellite up there, I was kind of convinced. Well, I I believed in Santa for a long time. And... uh, and my dad did a really good job of making us believe. He did all kinds of clues and stuff that were evidence that Santa had come. And even as an adult, there is just this lovely, magical thing about believing in Santa. So Yeah, I mean, it probably really depends on the, the family you're in, really. Yes. Because my parents did not put any effort in. But your dad, he did like footsteps. Yeah, and- he did footsteps in the fireplace. And uh, cookie crumbs or something? Yep, cookie, half-eaten cookies and half-eaten carrots that the reindeer dropped wow. off the roof, you know? Yeah, I did not have that. No. No, no we had very different childhoods. Yeah, we didn't have a, a fireplace either. I didn't sometimes growing up, but my, yeah. my dad was a really magical thinker. Like, he, he could find the fantasy and everything and liked to spread that around, I think. Oh, that's probably why you really love the holiday so much. I think it probably is. It's a big part of it. I remember my mom always being like, let's not do presents this year. Let's go on a family trip. And I was like, what? Wow. What? We can't do that. It's all about giving each other gifts and celebrating Christmas morning and all of that. And now I don't believe that anymore. That's good. Your mom finally rubbed off on you. She did. That sure helped me out a lot. (laughs) Wow. That's true. And this year I told her we should just go on a trip <laughs> for Christmas. That, that will be our gift to each other. <clears throat> good, good plan. Thank you. Anyway, if you're listening and you're like, what does this all have to do with magic anyway? The point that I wanted to just drive home is that winter solstice really isn't about gift giving. Uh, but there are some lovely ways to bring in gift giving that creates community and connection and time together. And that's really what this time of year is about. It's about honoring this darkness and the returning light and nourishing each other and nurturing each other through this season um, and making sure we're all okay. 
you know, we're all okay together. So, uh, that's, that's all I got on gift giving. How about you? Anything else? Um, Merry Christmas. (laughs) Happy solstice. Happy solstice. (laughs) I forgot which podcast this was. Or whatever you celebrate. Yeah. Enjoy the season. And uh, this is just the kickoff to it. You know, we still have four weeks or so left to go. Um, But enjoy. And if you're listening to this in real time, uh, hop on over to Facebook and Wise Woman Witchery. Find the group. Join the group. And join us in a magical countdown to the new year. There's a free downloadable calendar over there uh, that gives you ideas to celebrate every day in little, easy, magical ways. And we'll be doing that journey together from the 1st through the 31st. Um, And every day I'll be posting over there in the site and inviting you to share your journey with us. So if you if you like that kind of thing and you want to bring a little magical practice into December and into community, um, you can join that. It's all free. And I'd love to see you there. So, Aaron, thanks for joining me on this podcast today. You're welcome. I hope it doesn't turn out too terrible. No, I don't think so. In fact, everyone, we actually recorded a podcast that I've never released. Like, Oh, it was what, bad. It was, we did two and they were both bad. Yeah. I don't know what was happening. We just couldn't get it together. We, we weren't clicking very good on that. No. Maybe someday I'll release it, though. Just no. <laughs> Gee whiz. You don't think that'd be funny? No. Oh. All right. That wasn't a fun experience. <laughs> There's a lot of laughing in it. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, the second one I thought was better than the first. That's the one I saved. What what were those topics? I don't even remember. Yeah, I don't either. Oh, yes. It was about what's it like to be married to a witch. Oh, yeah. And I'm trying to compare you to Samantha Stevens. (laughs) I think you did at one point. Yeah, Uh, yeah, that wasn't wasn't a highlight. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, thanks for joining me. You're welcome. Uh, And everyone, until next time, keep it magical. Hey there, friends. Emily here from Wise Woman Witchery. If you like what you hear on The Witch Next Door, I invite you to support us. You can do that by rating, reviewing, liking, following, uh, what else? (laughs) Whatever else it is that you do on the platform you like to listen to podcasts on. By doing these things, it actually helps other people find us. And in that way, helps us spread the magic. So I appreciate you taking the time to do that. And thanks for being a listener. Thank you for joining us on The Witch Next Door. Join us next week as we explore more ways to make every day more magical. Can't wait? Visit wisewomanwitchery.com Or follow Wise Woman Witchery on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all current offerings and be a part of the tribe. All episodes are created by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. Music written and performed by Jean Cornelius.